When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich Eisen. Hello, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. It's another hour of the program, and it's great to have you with us on this New Year's Eve. one 204 rich is the number to call. You can hit me up on Twitter. It's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, wall-to-wall football. We spent a good chunk of the first hour of the program getting you set for a massive Sunday in the NFL. Also, spent a lot of time talking about what's coming up in college football, so let's keep that going by saying hello to Andy Staples. Does a great job of covering college sports for the Athletic and Sirius XM Radio. Andy, happy new year coming up. How are you? I'm good. Just ready ready for tonight. I appreciate you taking the time. So, undeniably, it is the most wonderful time of the year for talking heads to complain about the number of bowl games, but since you track the numbers and I follow you on Twitter and you pointed out a few times that these minor bowls do very well when it comes to ratings, right? Of course they do. They're, they're great ratings. I mean, if you get the same rating for the Boca Raton Bowl that TNT <laughs> gets for an NBA game that it pays like $4 million to broadcast, you're, you're winning. And so you're going to see as many bowls as the market will bear, and anyone who complains about them, one is an idiot and doesn't understand how economics works, and two should just watch something else. Like I don't sit around complaining about how many shows involve sexy realtors. <laughs> there are a bunch of them. I don't watch them. All you have to do is not watch. You don't need to actively complain. I, I know where the complaints come from. The complaints come from people who fear change, who, who would rather it be 1980 and there are four decent bowl games, and they all run at the same time on New Year's Day, and you can't watch them all because they all are, they're running concurrently. Well, why would you want that? Like, why would you even like that? And, but these people have in their heads, oh, a bowl game is a reward for a great season, so you must have had a great season. You can't have a 6-6 six and six team in a bowl game. Forget that. Give me football. Give me random Tuesday afternoon football <laughs> anytime. <laughs> I'm with you. Now, don't you think there could be an argument for something in between? Because 42, Andy, 42 is just over the top. Okay. Is your radio show making money today? Indeed. I hope so, although I'm here for an internship, so I have a different approach. Four days a week instead of five? I got you. Yeah, supply and demand. Adam Smith (laughs) was a smart guy. Why would you not do the thing that makes you money? 
Yes, these are rhetorical questions, but <laughs> I, I am older than I sound, okay? I'm 52 years old, and I'm a veteran of the Poolin Weed Eater Independence Bowl. I've seen yeah, the evolution of cool all these things, ever. but 42 is just a grotesque number. Not really. Okay. There's 130 FBS teams. There should be 65 bowl games. I'm with you. All right, so if we're going to do this for college basketball, should we just expand the field, just double it? You want to go 128, 256? Where do we stop? Well, they have this already. You know what the NIT is. Nobody pays attention to the NIT. It already exists. The teams that don't play for the championship have exhibition tournaments, have tournaments. So the thing that you're complaining about already exists. Oh, and Andy, I'm not complaining. I'm being a contrarian on the radio. You do radio. You know how it works. If I just said, hey, what a great day for football, we wouldn't have much of a conversation. So let's move to where we stand, though, after all the cancellations. And I'm just glad we've made it to game day of the national semifinals with these rosters intact. But if we go back to, say, the Holiday Bowl, how did you view NC State's reaction? I can understand the frustration, but their head coach, Dave Doran, said some puzzling things. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I'd be pissed, too. We're four hours from kickoff. UCLA didn't give them any inkling whatsoever that they might have to pull out. So when the first phone call you get from UCLA about this topic is four hours from kickoff when they're pulling out of the game, you have every right to be mad. I'd send them a bill. I hear you. Yeah, no, and I'm here in Southern California. A lot of people share that view, and I have a great deal of empathy for the fan base. Let's say you jumped in your car and drove cross-country, and you're in San Diego with no game. I understand it, but you don't think anything nefarious was at play. What would be the motivation for UCLA to do anything I don't think untoward? anything nefarious is at play. I just think they were rude. I think, I think there, should, there, should, there should be some manners here. If you think there's a chance you might not be able to play – Give them a little heads up, maybe 24 hours in advance. I got you. Etiquette probably should play a larger role in society. Andy, we're getting deep, and I'm the fill-in guy on New Year's Eve talking college football with Andy Staples. Check out his great work at The Athletic. You can hear him in our business, Sirius XM Radio. Let's jump around to the games coming up. I want to save the national semifinals for last. Got the Sugar Bowl, intriguing matchup between Baylor and Ole Miss. The Lane Kiffin Redemption Tour led him to a 10-win season for Ole Miss. And do you think, though, Lane is going to be staying in that job for the long term? Has he become the hot coaching candidate once more? He would have already gotten another job if he was. There were some pretty big jobs open, so I'd say no on that. Um, I think he's in probably the right spot for him. And, you know, I think it's interesting because, you know, ADs are notoriously risk-averse people. And I really think with Lane, it's more that he had USC and didn't do a very good job at USC, and that is still hanging around his neck. And I I don't think – I think he would have to do even more at Ole Miss to overcome that because people look at him and go, you already had this. And when you think about it, he was really young when he had USC, Mm -hmm. and he's matured quite a bit as a coach. But I, I just I don't know because like Oklahoma was open, Notre Dame was open, LSU was open. Uh, these are the types of jobs that, that you would move up, you know, would be considered a step up from Ole Miss. And his name really didn't come up. You know, it came up in terms of Miami, but they were obviously going to go after Mario Cristobal first because he's an alum. But Miami's 
pretty much a parallel move from Ole Miss. So I, I don't know that – I, and I think if you gave Lane a truth, I, I think he probably would, would like to be at the highest level he can be at. But I think the level he's at is great for him because they can have seasons like this, and as long as he hits on the quarterback, they're going to have pretty good seasons. And they're never going to be expected to win the SEC. They're never going to be expected to win the national title. Anything you do above, above, you know, this is gravy. So I think, and they can understand if you if you drop back or you have a, you know, rebuilding year and you you only win six games, like they get that. They don't freak out over that. So I think that might be the the, the right spot, and they're paying him really well. I mean, he's being paid middle of the pack SEC money, which is huge money at this point. So, you know, if if he just keeps this up, that seems like a pretty happy life. Talking college football with Andy Staples of The Athletic. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's focus on the playoff. Cincinnati making history for the group of five. Vegas, as you know, has them at roughly a two-touchdown underdog to Alabama. Andy, how much confidence do you have that Cincinnati can even make this a competitive matchup? I think they can make it competitive, but it really depends on just how well they can cover Jamison Williams. Uh, John Mechie being out for Alabama does – add a little bit of intrigue to this because he was the the most reliable pass catcher. Jamison Williams the most explosive. And, you know, with the one real threat and Cincinnati having two very good corners in Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, it feels like they may be able to, to cover Williams, you know, eliminate that, take the top off the defense threat, mix up some coverages, try to confuse Bryce Young, try to get some pressure because, you know, Bryce Young didn't play every game the way he played the Georgia game. He was lights out against Georgia. But against LSU, against Auburn, against Texas A&M, those teams got lots of pressure on him. They got him on the ground. And I think it's possible for Cincinnati to do that if Sauce Gardner or Kobe Bryant can cover Jamison Williams. Now, Alabama's got a bunch of people in the stable. You know, Maybe Jaleel Billingsley steps up. He's a kind of a tight end size wide receiver who's a mismatch nightmare. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's, it's Jojo Earl, who was a slot receiver who's been banged up a lot of the season. But if Cincinnati can, can keep Jamison Williams from going crazy, which Georgia could not, I think there's a chance they could hold down Alabama's offense. Now, here's the, here's the thing. I don't know about them scoring on Alabama's defense. You know, that Des Ritter is one of the better quarterbacks they'll have played all season. But in terms of everybody else on the field, they're they're not as probably not as prolific as Ole Miss offensively. Uh, maybe about as good as Arkansas and and Alabama. You know, dealt with those those offenses. Jump over to the other game. Michigan's offense has had some real positive moments. We saw it against Ohio State, led by Gabe McNamara. Andy, the Georgia defense was being evaluated prior to the SEC title game as historically good. Did that game tell you more about Alabama and what they can do on offense, or maybe the Georgia defense was not living up to the hype? I think we'll find out tonight. Mm -hmm. Because the the question with Georgia's defense was that had they just not played anybody who could challenge them? There's a a real argument to be made there that nobody on Georgia's because remember, they opened with Clemson, and Clemson never really got things going offensively all year, and especially didn't have it going early in the season. The offenses they played were particularly great. And so 
you could say, well, that was a product of who they played. Now, it may just be that Alabama had a great game plan. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, had the game of his life. Maybe that was it. I think we'll find out tonight because, you know, you've got a Michigan team that dominated up front against Ohio State. And it's not Ohio State's greatest defensive line ever, but they still got future pros on their D-line, and Michigan just manhandled them. If Michigan can do that to Georgia, then obviously what we saw this year was based on, on who they played, not necessarily how good they are. But if this Georgia defense can stuff Michigan, can hold them like three yards to carry, and, and it forces Cade McNamara to have to win the game for Michigan, then I think it may be that Alabama just had one good game and this Georgia defense is as good as we thought. Finally, because I enjoyed the lively exchange about economics, let's get back to dollars and cents. <laughs> so we know the cliche, contracts are made to be broken, but right. given the real lack of consensus within the Power Five conferences, do you think it's going to take at least three years, maybe five years to expand the playoffs? Well, it has to do with the contract that's already in place. There will be a different playoff of some kind in 2026. I don't think they're going to go back to four. So that's when the new contract begins. But if they want to do that, do something before that, they need to agree on something here in the next few months. They're going to expand to 12. It's just a matter of, you know, how they, who definitely gets in and who doesn't get in and that, that sort of thing. They've got to argue through. But I think they'll, they'll do it. I think the, the major stuff they've already kind of figured out. So if they can get past this little ticky-tack stuff, they might be able to have something in place by 2024, 2025. All right. Well, let's hope because I don't know about you. And again, I'm not trying to be a contrarian. I'm glad Cincinnati's in there, but Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, it's been just too much of the same. I think too monotonous. Mm-hmm. I think some casual fans Agreed. have tuned out. I agree. And it's not even because a lot of the argument against an expanded playoff is what it is it would devalue the regular season. I would disagree with that because it, with a 12-team playoff, you would go into November with, say, 30 teams that have a legitimate shot at making the playoff. Exactly, exactly. A lot of times you go into November with, like, six teams that have a legitimate shot at making the 14 playoff. So that, that engages a lot more fan bases, engages entire conferences. I mean, look at the Pac-12. When the moment Oregon lost to Utah and took their second loss, that was it for the Pac-12. And that's really the latest the Pac-12 has been in the mix in this five years that they've been left the playoffs. So that's not right. You, if you're trying to create a, a national framework here and a, and a national proposition, you want the entire nation engaged all along. And I think that's, that's something that they're trying to correct there. Andy, great information as always. I enjoy your work on Sirius. Love reading your stuff. The Athletic years ago, Sports Illustrated. And just to affirm, I am not totally anti-bowl. Early in my career, 1996, I spent this very same day, New Year's Eve, calling the Sun Bowl when my Stanford Cardinal defeated Nick Saban's Michigan State Spartans. Andy, I still have that watch, and I still have the swag. So I'm all in. I'm as big a fraud as those guys wearing the polyester blazers. That's what I want to know. Does the watch work? Because I was a a walk-on tackling dummy at Florida that same year, and I got a Sugar Bowl watch that stopped working about three months later. (laughs) Somehow those guys got paid, though, right? Our watches didn't work, but their checks cleared. That's exactly right. Thank you, Andy. Happy New Year. Thanks. Andy Staples. 
terrific conversation. I had a sense where it was going. That's why I decided to turn up the heat a little bit. Also, good thing we're not on the simulcast. I have mentioned several times that I am almost insane about the microphone and where I want it placed. As I was wrestling the microphone down at the start of the segment, it fell into my hand. So I've been doing an old-school Dean Martin rocking the mic in one hand, holding my notes in the other one. Hey, man, not my first day in radio. We'll keep it moving. So if I sounded a little bit of agitation in my voice, it was not in any way directed at Andy. Although, one footnote, you cannot tell me that 42 bowls is rational. What are we rewarding? You got six wins? So 500 is good enough, and I'm not going to do the tired, you young people are soft, participation trophies for everyone. I'm in the college sports business. More games means more work for all of us, but I do think postseason games should mean something, and I'll have a fundamental disagreement with Andy there. one 204 rich is the number to call. Hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. It's a tradition unlike any other in 25 minutes. My predictions for the sports world coming up next year. Straight ahead, back to the NFL. We'll continue to go through the games that matter. Big game for the Niners coming up against lowly Houston, although the Texans shocked the Chargers on Sunday. We'll focus on the quarterback position. If Trey Lance truly is the future under center for San Francisco, why are they even considering sticking with an injured Jimmy G on Sunday? Brian Weber having a great time with you. In for Rich, it's the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Brian Weber back with you in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. one 204 rich Hit me up on Twitter, BW Weber, Weber with two Bs. For a man who has absolutely no technical expertise, I couldn't change the oil in my car because I don't know where the oil goes. Amazingly. Also, no athletic ability whatsoever. As I try to figure out why I wanted to become a broadcaster, I guess it was pretty clear to me at the age of I don't know, eight or nine when I was always relegated to right field and there were no lefties in Little League. If I wanted to be around sports, I'd have to pick something other than being a player. I'm just going to give myself props for catching the microphone, holding it for 15 minutes, getting all my questions out. But order has been restored. The audience only needs to know what you need to know. But I am transparent. Plus, I'm lobbying for a simulcast even when Rich is not available. That would have been phenomenal, streaming on Peacock as Uncle B-Webb is clutching the microphone, looking for the screw, yes, to put it back where it belongs. Okay, we have done a lot of college football over the last 40 minutes or so. I feel like I have satisfied the audience, but I also want to be upfront with you. I'm just not that excited about even these matchups having nothing to do with my mini debate with Andy Staples, who was terrific about the merits of a bowl system that now includes 42 scheduled games, really comes down to star power. Outside of Bryce Young, if you're a casual fan, can you name any other quarterback we're going to see coming up either in the Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati and Bama, first 3.30 Eastern time, followed by the Orange Bowl, Georgia and Michigan. So we're going to go mostly NFL the rest of the way. Spent a lot of time reacting at the start of the show to the breaking news from Minnesota. Kirk Cousins has landed on the COVID reserve list, unable to play Sunday against the Packers, a big game for a 7-8 and eight football team in Minnesota as the playoff picture is starting to come into focus with more clarity if we go through the NFC wild cards right now, it's a Philadelphia team that has been vastly improved. Got to give a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts for stabilizing the quarterback position. I don't know if he's the long-term answer, but given all of the chaos in Philadelphia, specifically last year, to have a new head coach, Nick Sirianni, who looked completely overmatched in that press conference. Remember the mumbling and the... Moments of detachment looked like he was not even aware of his surroundings. Well, some people just aren't that comfortable in those settings. We're not hiring these people to host Saturday Night Live, right? It's not about winning the Dale Carnegie public speaking competition. If you can coach, you can coach. And Philadelphia obviously has responded to the coaching change. And Hertz has played well enough to get the Eagles that third and final wild card spot in the NFC. Arizona is in free fall. And we're going to talk about the Cardinals' issues in depth 
to start the final hour of the program because there are a handful of games that truly stand out on Sunday's schedule. Among them, Cowboys, who have won four in a row, a defense that will punch you in the mouth, take the football away from you, and score a touchdown. As we saw Demarcus Lawrence come up with that superhuman pick six, albeit against the Washington football team led by Taylor Heineke that was playing on five days rest without Chase Young on defense. You got to give that play, though. If we're going to the judges, nothing but nine nines in terms of athletic ability. Dallas locked in a powerful defense and an offense that's finding its rhythm, taking on an Arizona football team that has imploded. Now real question marks about potentially the coaching future of Cliff Kingsbury. If we go through worst-case scenario with the Cardinals already in the midst of a losing streak, if they keep on losing, if they fail to win another game, I think what Mike Florio laid out in ProFootballTalk.com last night is reasonable. If you're the Bidwell family and you're running the Cardinals, how much confidence can you have in a head coach who in back-to-back years has seen his team completely fall apart, and it's all the more magnified this year because the start was even better. And if I was here around Thanksgiving and trying to be objective with my NFL analysis, I would have been spending a lot of time talking about why I believed Arizona had a legit chance to go to the Super Bowl, and here we are a month later, everything's changed. So we'll get to Arizona and Dallas to start the final hour of the show. Want to spend a few minutes here on what's happening in San Francisco because it fits the overall theme I've been trying to lay out over the last three days. And thanks again to Rich and his team for allowing me to come in, try to not destroy the program. I've already broken the studio, but that's a separate invoice I'll fill out later. One of the more fascinating components of the National Football League is how things play out at the quarterback position. So... Just think about how we opened the program. No Kirk Cousins. Now it's up to Sean Mannion, who had tested positive on Sunday, wasn't cleared until a couple hours ago. A backup quarterback on the road must win for Minnesota against Aaron Rodgers, who's playing, in my estimation, like he should win the MVP award again. When was the last time he threw an interception? Rodgers, for all of his personal foibles on a big word Friday has been spectacular. And here's San Francisco who is trying to emulate the Kansas city model. I mean, that's the direct comparison. You had a reliable starter in Alex Smith. You had faith in your draft analysis that Patrick Mahomes was going to be a transformational quarterback. Even his biggest fans though, within the chiefs organization couldn't reasonably project the amazing impact Mahomes has had already. But there was confidence that he'd be an upgrade over Alex Smith, who was viewed as, for lack of a better term, a high-end game manager, someone who was always looking to check down. Well, San Francisco followed that formula when they went all in to trade up to get Trey Lance Lance out of uh, North Dakota State. And then the issue became... What would the future look like for Jimmy Garoppolo if Garoppolo could keep on winning? Prior to everything changing on Thursday night, Garoppolo had been playing some of the best football we had seen during his run in San Francisco. Also, if we're going to be fair, remember 
where the Niners were before Garoppolo got there. If you're a Garoppolo fan, you're going to point out his sparkling one-loss record. Guy has an amazing winning percentage. All of that is balanced by his inability to stay healthy and his penchant for throwing massively impactful interceptions. You are what you consistently do. Unfortunately for Jimmy G, it's been the inability to stay on the field, and it's been the tendency to cough up the ball in a critically important situation. And that came into focus again on Thursday night after the Niners had played so well over the last six weeks to turn everything around and get them back into playoff contention. In fact, they're one of three teams. I gave you Philadelphia. I gave you Arizona. San Francisco is the other team right now holding a wild card spot in the NFC. But there are questions about should Garoppolo go out there with the thumb injury? He's not been practicing as of late. Or if the Niners truly believe that Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future starting as soon as next year, because even as the Niners got red hot, there was a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that unless he won the Super Bowl, that's how firm the outcome had to be. Super Bowl or bust. No Super Bowl, no chance for Garoppolo to hang around next year. And what was working nicely for the 49ers was Garoppolo playing very well, was driving up his trade value. So theoretically, they could have the best of both worlds. A seamless transition moving to the quarterback they prefer because they know the limitations of Jimmy Garoppolo, get to the Trey Lance era next year, beyond what we saw in the cameo earlier this year, and get a boatload in return for Garoppolo, as so many teams are going to have profound quarterback questions to address in the offseason. We know about what's going on in Pittsburgh now with Ben Roethlisberger validating what we believed to be true when he told the media in the Steel City yesterday there's a likelihood that the Monday night game against Cleveland will be the last time he wears a Steeler uniform at home in Pittsburgh as he prepares for retirement. If we just wanted to go around the league, I could give you six, eight, a half dozen more teams that have a real question mark at the quarterback position. So the Niners were in a great position potentially to make the move to the quarterback that they view as the solution to their problem at QB. What's been holding back the Niners in the view of management, it's a quarterback who has limitations and turns it over way too much and get a lot in return when you trade Jimmy Garoppolo. But, and I don't want to overreact to just one game, but because the ratings were so big, I'm guessing most of you saw the last Thursday night football game of the year. Garoppolo looked terrific. Opening series, Niners marched down the field, and then everything changed. Next drive should have been 14-0. He throws a ghastly interception in the end zone. Later in the game, second quarter, we find out afterwards that he suffers a significant thumb injury. We're talking about bones and ligaments involved. So now Garoppolo is hurt again. Damaged goods, literally. And he's got bad tape out there once more after he had a nice run of games that he played largely error-free football. So we don't know what the Niners are going to do heading into Sunday's game. It should not matter who the quarterback is taking on 
the Houston Texans, although what does it say about the Chargers if you believe that L.A. is legit because in the muddled mess that is the wild card picture in the AFC, Chargers still have a legitimate chance to play their way in, but that was a absolutely abysmal loss to the Texans. And not only was it the final score, if you watched that game or could stand the big moments in the coverage on the Red Zone channel, the Chargers got pushed around. And I know they didn't have Joey Bosa. I know they didn't have Derwin James. But that was an ugly loss. Still, the Niners have a more complete roster. They can run the football. That's really been the foundation of the turnaround. You know that Debo Samuel is a beast. George Kittle was held in check on Thursday night, only had the three grabs. Presumably, he'll get more involved in the offense. And other than a wobbly secondary, the Niners have a formidable defense. So it shouldn't matter who the quarterback is against a Houston team in free fall. But if you're San Francisco and you have the opportunity to learn more about Trey Lance, wouldn't you have more confidence in Trey than you would in an injured Jimmy Garoppolo at this stage of his career? So if you think the future is Trey Lance, let's make the future now. According to reports beyond even this week about Lance looking good in practice, that's been the narrative from the San Francisco Bay Area for a month now. In some ways, it felt like management or whomever would put out those reports, maybe it's an agent, maybe it's someone close to Trey Lance, wants the... Niner Nation to be prepared for a quarterback tradition to be continued by Trey Lance when you go back over the years of Joe Montana and Steve Young or think about this transition. Alex Smith got hurt. Colin Kaepernick, young quarterback, pressed into duty. You know what happened after that. Niners played dynamic football, got all the way to the Super Bowl, and they lost it when the lights went out in New Orleans as the Harbaugh brothers squared off with the whole world watching. I still follow the San Francisco scene very closely, having been fortunate to start my broadcast career in TV and radio there. There's a segment of the fan base that thinks history is happening again. It's the same transition. Starter, not 100%. Let's go to the young guy. So I think we're going to learn a lot more not only about the relative merits of Trey Lance if he gets on the field Sunday, but the outlook of the front office, namely a GM and John Lynch, who, according to reports, really could use a playoff berth to increase his job security. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going anywhere, but remember, Shanahan picked the GM in this case, and ownership is fully invested in Shanahan, maybe less confident in Lynch. And then you had the Lynch story, on Christmas Eve, saying that if I inadvertently liked a derogatory tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo, you can't blame me. I was on my phone at Mass on Christmas Eve. So what's going to be the alibi if John Lynch comes up with another strange like of an anti-Garoppolo tweet tonight? Well, it was New Year's Eve. And I was getting my party on. It's become fascinating in San Francisco. A lot of layers and subtext to address. But the critical decision needs to be made on the field Sunday. And I think perhaps the wise move is you go with Lance. At least you know he's 100%. And it should not matter who your quarterback is. You should be able to throttle, beat up, and destroy 
a Houston team in total disarray. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. The phone number is 1-844-204-RICH. You can hit me up on Twitter. It's BW Weber, Weber with two Bs. It'll be NFL only, the final hour of the program. One more guest will join us along the way. Coming up in roughly 40 minutes, let's call it 2.20 Eastern time. We'll take you across the National Football League with my good friend Nick Ferguson, former NFL safety. He's now working in our business, radio host at 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Get the temperature in the Mile High City. How much trouble is Vic Fangio in? Coming up, it's not just good radio. It's FCC mandated. It's the law. We're going to whip out, excuse me while I whip this out, the crystal ball. I'm going to put it right on top of the microphone so everything comes tumbling down on me. Will baseball's lockout ruin the upcoming season? We'll answer that and other burning questions when we pass along our sports predictions for the new year. I'm Brian Weber having a great time with you on this New Year's Eve. In for Rich, it is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Final show of the year on the Rich Eisen Show. Brian Weber in for Rich. one 204 rich You can tweet at me during or after the program. I am fairly transparent. Not a lot happening in my personal life. So let's ring in the new year together. Nothing worse than a fill-in talk show host tweeting at 11.25 p.m. Pacific time. I think I'll at least have the presence of mind to put the laptop down as we close in on the final hour of the program, we'll get things rolling to start hour number three by jumping into, in more granular detail, the deciding factors potentially of the games that truly matter coming up Sunday. Kansas City on the road in Cincinnati. The Cowboys are in a major defensive shift from where they were even a month ago because they've gotten healthier. If you thought about the Cowboys giving up, say, a ton of yards to the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day, well, remember, 
They didn't have Demarcus Lawrence. They didn't have Randy Gregory. They're back along with Trayvon Diggs, who seemingly comes up with an interception every time he's on the field. And Micah Parsons has been a one-man wrecking crew. So we'll talk about Dallas and Arizona. The Rams, are you buying them despite the fact that Matthew Stafford consistently turns it over? He's in that giving holiday frame of mind September, October, November, taking on a Baltimore team that just cannot get healthy. According to reports beyond the video you saw of Lamar Jackson limping the other day, when the media has been able to attend practice in Baltimore, they haven't seen him on the field. So it's looking more and more like Tyler Hundley will get another start. Baltimore at 8-7, and seven, trying to keep their wild card hopes alive. We will do our best to come up with coherent, always a minimal goal, strong takeaways about the games that stand out to you. I'm not going through the full board. It's not a gambling show, so I don't have to waste my time too much on, say, 5-10 and 10 Carolina going back to Sam Darnold against the 7-8 and eight Saints, who can say, thank you, Ian Book. We appreciate that you did absolutely nothing as you were thrown on the field in your starting debut on Monday Night Football. You can just watch now that Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon are getting healthier. I have been fortunate to work in this business for more than 10 minutes. And I know there are certain staples that viewers of television and listeners of radio look forward to. It's a comfort food. It's why we appreciate stuffing on Thanksgiving. So it is a tradition unlike any other. Plus, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us, In sports media, you're only as good as your last segment, especially at the end of a calendar year. If I'm wrong, maybe I'm not coming back. So I could go just thermonuclear with these hot takes, right? I could just be absurd, but I do have a career and I do want to come back. So here are some thoughts that I crystallized last night, and I have a strong degree of conviction. They will come true, starting with Urban Meyer, We'll get a coaching job again, not this coming year. You're going to have to wait another year if you want to see Herb looking like he does not want to be on the sideline, even if he goes back to college, because he's never going back to the pros. And if he goes back to college, he's going to win a lot. But the prediction for next year is you're going to see Herb on your tube again, because his rehabilitation will start with a TV job. And we know that television loves nothing more than Big names. If you've been watching the Fox College football pregame show, making inroads on College Game Day, which has had a 30-year head start, Fox show, like most Fox products, has a different sensibility, more yucks and a looser format. But whatever you think of Urban Meyer, he is good on TV, and his demeanor works there. He comes across as the professor that he thinks he is can you believe urban meyer had the ability to teach a course on leadership and ethics remember that did that actually happen well it might happen again because we live in a world of short attention spans and you can always say if you are the hirer be it a television network or potentially a university we believe in Rehabilitation, second, third, and fourth chances. How in the world is Alex Rodriguez the face of Major League Baseball? Sunday Night Baseball analyst, ESPN, part of the studio crew for Fox. 
did I forget or did I just make it up or is this all a dream like that season on Dallas when Bobby Ewing came out of the shower and the year before didn't happen? Didn't Alex Rodriguez sue Major League Baseball beyond that adversarial relationship? Didn't he lie to all of us about steroid use? Does any of that matter? So if A-Rod can have high-profile jobs in broadcasting, Urban Meyer will be back on television because he's pretty good in that medium. He knows what he's trying to say, and he gets the words out. And Bob Stoops is just keeping the seat warm, in my opinion. Bob doesn't look like he wants to be there. And that'll be the springboard for Urban if he wants to. He's got generational wealth, but maybe as we... Got the vibe earlier this year. He doesn't want to be at home for whatever reason. Rather be hanging out that bar he owns in Ohio. If Herb wants another college job, just remember this. Bobby Petrino made a comeback after he had the motorcycle accident with his mistress on board. Hugh Freeze got caught up in an escort scandal. He got another job at Jerry Falwell University. So Urban Meyer is going to be back in your life. I think it starts with being on your television. Let's stay with football. Deshaun Watson will be the comeback player of the year in the National Football League after he's suspended by the league. And because we're having a festive atmosphere, trying to keep things upbeat and entertaining, especially as the fill-in host, I'm not going to go through all of the very serious allegations connected to Deshaun Watson. And let me be very upfront. I'm not minimizing them at all. But just from a standpoint of football, it matters on the field when there's clarity and there's resolution to those cases. I think step one is the league steps in with a multi-game suspension. Remember, the Ben Roethlisberger precedent tells us you don't even have to be charged with a crime. The league can do whatever it wants because Roger Goodell has sweeping powers. It's going to be a multi-game suspension for Watson, and therefore he's not available to start the regular season. But when he comes back, wherever he plays, he's going to be just that impactful. He will be the comeback player of the year when we get to next season. A next season, that will include... Tom Brady, even though he's talked about 45 being the cutoff line, right? Although everything with Brady is subject to change, but he's on the record saying the goal is to make it to 45. Tom Brady's going to play at least another season. So don't get caught up in the calendar. And when he turns 45 in August, that probably won't even be the beginning of the end. He's going to play until he can't play anymore. Irrespective of the wishes of Gisela Bunchen or what's happening around the league, Tom Brady is so obsessed with success and has built his life in a fashion that he's going to have to be dragged off the field. So Tom Brady is coming back even, let's say, and I'm not going to make this prediction, because I have the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. There's breaking news. But let's just say for the sake of a hypothetical, Brady and the Bucks go back-to-back. They win another Super Bowl in February in Los Angeles. He's not going to retire. Tom Brady's got more football in front of him because this is all he knows. Speaking of quarterbacks in Florida, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Write it down. The Dolphins had extended conversations with Deshaun Watson. The Dolphins realize 
that their seven-game winning streak after their seven-game losing streak, the winning streak has very little to do with Tua. They're a quarterback upgrade away from being a Super Bowl contender, and that upgrade will be Aaron Rodgers. Finally, and I don't want to get too dire on New Year's Eve, but if you're looking forward to the return of baseball, you're going to be waiting a while. And it's pretty amazing that the lockout is now almost precisely a month old. They had the labor impasse starting December 1st. When was the last time you heard any reporting about baseball? And more important, when was the last time you thought about baseball? And look, I've established my best days are behind me. My life is over. In my early 50s, looking forward to tweeting with you at 11.25 p.m. if I can stay awake to get to. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm baseball's demo. Baseball was my first love. It was the reason why I wanted to get into broadcasting. But the sport has become so marginalized and so one-dimensional on the field with the all-or-nothing-at-all approach. It's either a strikeout or a home run. The ball just is not in play. It's not necessarily even how long the games are, and they're too damn long. It's the fact that nothing is happening. Well, before we even have the opportunity for nothing to happen, they've got to come up with labor peace. And I think the owners are hell-bent on if they can't break the union, that's the primary goal, they're going to extract every concession they can. And if it means shut down the league for April or May, so be it. So Dr. Doom tells you, if you're waiting for baseball, you're going to be waiting a long time. This labor war is going to spill over into the start of what should be the 2022 season. That's going to be abbreviated. Football the rest of the way. What's going to be the X factor when the Cowboys take on the Cardinals? And we'll go through the other marquee matchups coming up on Sunday to start the last hour of the program. Thanks for spending part of your Friday with us. I'm Brian Weber. I'm in for Rich and the fellas. We are ringing in the new year and getting you set for 2022 right here on the Rich Eisen Show.